do you, I wonder how many how many of the the how much of the jadedness will have washed away just by being you know, just be, eroded and yeah, indoors for a while? That's a good point, man. Maybe, maybe yeah. people will be jazzed to mix shitty bands. Yeah, they're again. like, hey, these guys don't sound too bad. You know what else I want to think? I think I'm warm. Are you warm? I'm warm, baby. Let's go. It's about time. It's about time for us to start a podcast. This is Gearbuds Podcast, episode 104. That's 100 plus four, mm-hmm. and that's I'm four. So I feel like this is oh yeah, big big episode. This is Hundy's Hundy's plus a big <laughs> one for me. And uh, all right, cool. Let's get into it, man. I'm Henry. You're Dave. What's up? Hi, Dave. Hey. And it's just us today. We're going to do the damn thing. We've got a lot of stuff to talk about, so let's just talk about it. All right. We usually do that with something called the Symphony of Corrections here at the top of the show. So uh, here's your, your weekly reminder that cables are tone tubes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this. Honestly, uh, thank you. We say it every week, but thank you. It means everything. Thank you for reaching out and loving us, and we love you, and it's great. Follow us, Instagram and Facebook, at Gearbuds Podcast. Subscribe, Spotify, Apple, those places. You know, it's interesting. I mentioned that uh, at the top of every show, but I, we still get a lot of people that go directly to the website and listen. Never oh, would have awesome. thought that that was a well, thing, but thanks. that's why we've got the site, right? Yeah, that's great. It's a great platform you know the, to listen. You guys, I this is this isn't in the notes here, uh, but it just saying saying the word website just triggered something inside me okay. and reminded me of something that happened yesterday. And, and Dave, this could perhaps be related to something that uh, you and I talked about extensively before getting on the podcast here about mm-hmm. uh, some things with my mind and opening things up. But anyways, mm-hmm. yesterday I became the the proud owner, I should say. I was about to say owner. It's I, I'm very proud. The proud owner of a new domain name URL on the internet. Oh, well, do you want to tell us what, do you it is? Know what it is? Yeah. Well, my friends, I am the proud owner of barthgrooks.com. <laughs> what? <laughs> you just bought that uh, domain name? Or how, I, what is, you know what? I, do you have a, Stingray do you have a page? Sent, Stingray sent the thing with Garth Brooks on a, on a, on a mohawk. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, oh yeah, that's that funny. Great. And then I was like, oh, it's funnier than that. Barth Brooks. <laughs> Just flipping those letters around. And, and I was like, I wonder if Garth Brooks owns Barth Brooks. Probably not. You know? Turns out he doesn't. So wow. guess who does? Your boy, Henry. You should ask him uh, if he wants to buy it, man. Sell no, I think him, I'm going to. I think, dude, I think I'm going to start a a. a uh, Chris Haynes, what isn't that his? What was that his thing? Oh, Chris Gaines, yeah. I, I'm gonna start a his Chris Gaines style side project called Barth Grove. <laughs> but I'm gonna do country music now. Uh, dude, so you should write a country weird. song, man. I think that would be great. Have you ever written a country I, song before? I've written a lot of a lot of folksy songs, okay. but I don't know if I've ever written a country song. No, I can't. I can't it. just like. I can't just put on the the honky tonk voice thing. I That's don't the have thing. It, you don't you know? want to make it sound like you're just like trying too hard and actually like yeah. making making fun of country music. Which right, you know, I'm not no putting disrespect on a to country, here. man. I, I love. There's some country out there that I love. Uh, yeah, dude. The older stuff, but yeah, I mean, well, uh, Barth Grooks. It it even sounds Barth weird Grooks. to say it. Like it's hard to say. I know it's hard to say. So I think <laughs> I don't know what I'm exactly. I'm, I'm going to do something with it. It's just there's just a placeholder for now, but. Uh, that's it. Uh, so visit that if you want. There's nothing there. Uh, here we go. Let's dive into touch and tips with Dave. Hey. I've got one for you this okay. week. So I was thinking about, you know, here's actually here's how it came about. Uh, Google announced this week that they made it a little update uh, for for your, your Google users out there, which I'm assuming is like 99% of people. Anyways, you do a Google search. Uh, oftentimes you're like, man, I want to I want to search something else, too. You know, it's like, oh, this search didn't get me exactly what I want. Okay. Uh, I need to I need to add a little more detail at the end or something like that. 
all you got to do when you're on that Google page now, from now on and, and assuming forever, is just press that forward slash button. Boom. Throws your, your cursor right in the search box. Really? Don't have to click anymore. And so when I learned that, I was like, oh, that's dope. And, and Dave, if you know me, I, I think you know this about me. Mm-hmm. I'm nothing if not a total slut for hotkeys. Yeah. And so, so now I want to just I kind of I was thinking about way. that. I was like. It's the most efficient way. I also just want to, I was thinking about Google and like, obviously I've got this history of working in, in the search world for a long time. I just wanted to also share, now that I shared that tip, I want to share a couple more, just some Google search tips for anybody out there who uses Google every day, which I think is everyone. Here are some ways that I think might make Google a little bit easier for you. So Dave, tell me if you know about any of these things. Okay. I'm going to start easy. Did you know you can use quotation marks in Google search? Yes. Yes. And what, specific, what, does, what does that do? You search specifically within the quotations that gives you exactly what you're looking for. Love it. Exactly. Yeah. Sure. So that's that's sort of like the first one I think most people know. And then how about what happens if you put a hyphen? Hmm. I don't know about that. That means that means don't show anything with this. So it's like I want to look for delay pedals, but I really don't want to look for analog delay pedals. Output delay pedal and then minus analog. Is it space like, hyphen space? No, it's right next to it. Okay, like, so it's got conne- like it connected. So okay. it's like a minus, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. Uh. uh one of the, I didn't. I didn't do a very good job of, of leaving notes for myself on this one. So let's see what <laughs> this I've always. Got here. I remember. Oh, I this, this is a good. Okay, so hotkeys. Yeah, this is while you're after you search, press tab. Okay. It'll take you to the first link. Hit enter. Boom. You don't even have to click anything. Whoa. You know what I'm saying. So it's so like it's if like it's like the around. obvious thing, like you know the the homepage that you're looking for. You make the search. Hit tab once. Enter. Wow. Boom. You're right there. Um, let's see. Oh, colon. This is a good one. So uh, that this is like, okay, I want to search only stuff on, let's say on gearbudspodcast.com for, I don't know, stuff about pedals. You could search pedals and then write link colon and then gearbudspodcast.com. So we will only search on gearbudspodcast.com. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've seen that one. Mm-hmm. Here's one. Here's one more that I want to, sh- that I think might be useful for people. Say you're looking for like a PDF uh, file for some, or say you're maybe some sort of ne'er-do-well that's looking for other types of digital files on okay. the internet. If you do the word file type, so file type colon, and then say AVI or MP3 or whatever, it will only search for that type of file within Google. Uh, oh. So you should be looking for types of files. Last one I'll tell you here. So say you're like, this one, I think this is, there's a very specific uh, instance where you'd use this, where you can use an asterisk as a placeholder. Uh, and I've used this where, well, I've used this in, in a business sense in a few ways, but in like a, just like in a everyday personal way, say you're like, I've got this song lyric in my head, but I know like four of the words and I can't think of some of the words. It's like, blah, 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 blah. And then you know like four of those words, but you don't know all of them. You can just put an asterisk in place of any of the words that you don't know. And then it'll just like search with that in mind it'll know to look for something to fill in that space when you're searching for it oh cool so, that's great this has been touching tips with dave Huge uh, tips, i don't know how man. much of that i'm gonna make uh is gonna make the show but uh hey, it's uh good stuff yeah yeah i think yeah i learned it way back in the day in like some uh computer class like in high yeah. school or something and completely forgot yeah because google it. existed in high school you butthole uh yeah let's Jeez, see dave. web crawler bro <laughs> i learned this on sgs <laughs> Uh, here's something that I don't know if we, how much we can talk about yet, but I'm, yeah. we're just going to start teasing, okay. uh, April 30th, the pedal movie is coming out. Let's go. And, uh, 
The Dave's Doc of all Dave's Docs, really. The Dave's Doc of all Dave's Docs. Uh, they are... I, we, we normally don't do this, but we're just going to do it. They're going to be on the show to celebrate. It's yeah. super exciting. Hell yeah. Uh, we've already talked about it a little bit. It's all locked in and booked. I think it's going to be like pretty much that weekend, so look forward to that. Mm-hmm. We may or may not already have access to it and may or may not already know that it's fucking rad, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Not going to say anything yet. Can't say anything And yet. that's that. Let's get into bad fucking ideas. BFI, GFI. <laughs> And we've got to start with might what might be the most BFI of all the BFIs that we've done recently, uh, and you know what, dude? I like I, I realize I, that we've kind of taken a stance. Ho- well, here's the thing: <laughs> it makes me really sad. I've also I just want to say that beforehand, we've we've sort of taken a stance on this show that in general we try not to talk shit about people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, try to keep someone it that might we might want to be have on the show sometime. So I am I'm very sorry if this might preclude us from ever having either of these folks ever on the show ever uh, in the future. But this is the risk that we, we need to take here, to be honest, because we're going to talk if about. We got either the new, of them on. I mean, I, you know, I'd lose my shit. So. The Dave Grohl slash Mick Jagger song called "Easy Sleazy." Cool. Oh right? Was it yeah. re- easy sleazy? It's easy sleazy, man. <laughs> what happened? What happened? What the bro? fuck happened? What happened? I mean, look. Okay, uh, look. I couldn't believe it. First of all, that people I hadn't love heard it. of it. I will and then say when you sent it. it to me, people love it. Um, the 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 fans. Dude, wait, people love it? Really? People love it. People. There's mixed reviews. Um, I don't. I try not to read comments and stuff, but I had to. Oh, uh, wow. When it was posted, I should have. you're right. Instagram. I totally should have done that. And you know what? There's a lot of support, man, and I'm and I'm cool with that, man. It's all good vibes. Uh, but Dave, <laughs> Dave Grohl and Mick Jagger made a song. It's mainly Mick Jagger's project. Dude, the song is butt. Can we just fucking say it, it please? Sucks, the song is man. butt. Did you hey? Did you play it for Mark? I think I sent it to him, but I don't know if I've actually yeah. played it for. So him I've yet. sent it Who to knows? multiple people, and one of the people I sent it to literally texted me back and goes, "It's on the radio right now in my car." <laughs> like. Uh, that's incredible. It's it's a. I will say the production's awesome. I think like yeah, it's fine. I think the drums. It, you know, it's great. interesting to see them play in the studio together. But it, you know, it's Mick playing guitar. And well, and they're in their Dave separate playing studios everything too. else. They're yeah, right. In their respective studios. So um, that's fine. I get it. But the lyrics. The I, lyrics. Dude, okay. Are I don't so ever bad. listen to lyrics. Nope. The lyrics stood out because they were so bad. Well, and they were the. It, it was the lyric video, right? Did you watch the? And lyric it's a lyric video. video that and didn't help things at all. It's just it's just Mick Jagger listing off stuff that happened it's, during the pandemic. It's so it. to me, the problem was, and this is why I was bummed out about it. I really thought about it, man. And this song's been kind of haunting me all week. Um, <laughs> and I have watched it multiple times because I'm like, maybe I'll start I did to once. like it. Maybe I, I'll one and done forever. I, I, don't I watched it three it times again. and I only got through it once. Um, but I will say it's too on the nose. Like, can we just can we be a little more metaphorical? Can we just put a little bit of like poetry into it? It's so on the nose and with the lyrics. But it's there. on the nose without it, it, it observes, but it doesn't say anything. Yeah. Like, I don't care yeah, yeah, if yeah. you're on the nose, if you want to be relevant to something on the time, but it's just like, here's stuff that happened. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, yep. But it doesn't say like, this is good or this is bad. <laughs> right. It's just, this is just the stuff that happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't fucking care. It's, yeah. It was, there was no, and, but I didn't. I also didn't think it was a good song. There was nothing catchy no. about it or like no hook or anything. Um, oh. I thought Grohl did a kind of cool guitar part in the middle of the song. Um, I don't, I didn't. I did have I one know. thought. Let me, let me throw this one at you. And boy, and this is, this is me going a little deep. We might cut Here this part go. out. I don't know. Um, you know, I'm the biggest Stones fan ever. They're probably my favorite band of all time. If something tragic happened and, and, and Keith Richards passed away, would Dave Grohl be able to come in and shred Keith Richards' parts if they toured no. again? No. Oh, my God, no. no. No? No? Okay. No. I just wanted to throw it out there. Very, I, well, the, first of all, almost no one 
could, but right. I mean, you know, yeah, you'd have to get it, like Dave's famous enough to be able to do that. Dave's famous enough, but he's not he's not a good enough guitar player. Uh, not even close. Interesting. Not that is no, like not even close. I mean, you'd have to get like well, I mean, it, John people Mayer would argue, or someone like that, like someone that, that is like a legit shredder to actually be able to play see, those parts. I, I there this is where I feel like people I would argue that Keith Richards mm, is um, this is going to come out bad. He's yeah. not like the craziest shredder guitar player. They always no, no, had no. another guitar player to do that. When I stuff, when I say shredder, I, I don't mean I don't mean actual shredding. That that, that is right. He has you a need style. Someone, someone to emulate that style. It take the his style, whatever it is, is something that is so fucking specific and so good in that in his, in his it blood will take like you know some sort of Berkeley Juilliard type player to like, like a, master that like you know to really Mayer spend time guy? that's why i said john Mayer. yeah i mean <laughs> yeah, that's why yeah. that's why i said like he could he he is exactly the sort of person that could do it and that's why he was able to play right. jerry garcia's parts and yeah stuff. yeah like, exactly so but no i just Dave, i threw Dave it out there not. i was like i just wanted to throw it out there because it's I, an interesting idea and i, I bet that. they would consider it yeah. you know i mean clearly they already have a, a relationship there so um, um and then yeah. i guess you were going to talk about there's the, gotta the say NFT that i mean we, bit, what right? is there to say just other than to put the the turd right on top of the shitty cake there i, I mean, will say they, this they're selling an nft for it that I, was at like you know it tens sold for of thousands 50, of it dollars. sold for fifty thousand dollars fifty okay there you go and there was like so many bids it was actually kind of interesting because if you click the website it shows the bids. Like it started at four hundred dollars. Yeah, I saw that. Like that. Yeah. So it's kind of cool to watch, like what people pay for it. I will say this: I did read about it. Uh, I think they went to charity. All the money went to charity. So cool. that's cool. pretty cool. Um, yeah, that's fine. Say that. Still a turd. All right, uh, <laughs> let's keep it going. Speaking of stuff for, that sold, uh, Kirk Hammett sold the one guitar, the Is guitar he? that he played in the one video. Is he? Uh, yeah, and another guitar too just went up for auction. I saw. Um, I didn't. So that one there was he sold guitar. at auction, and that was the big one that sold for over hundred thousand okay. dollars. There was also uh, apparently Leslie West owned. Like, is he like, doing an, okay? An, an Why EVH is he selling backup. all these guitars? I think I mean he's got Metallica is doing fine. That's true. Dude. I don't. I, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. Probably just to like stay relevant in the news or something. Yeah. I would guess. So it sold uh, for how much? The, the, the like 112,000 okay. or something like that. Hmm. Uh, and not then, Gilmore and, you know, level. It was an but, ES. Uh, it was an ESP. And then, but the thing that when I noticed there was, it was this was a larger auction, mm -hmm. and there was also a, an EVH backup that was like may or may not have actually ever been played that. Leslie West owned that oh. I guess EVH gave to Leslie West as a gift that sold for $50,000, which okay. is like, man, that's wild. Wow. This is a guitar that he brought on tour as a backup, likely never even played it. And it's, did it have all like the crazy, like EVH look to it? Like, did it have like the, it the did, tape but it wasn't like, yeah, but it wasn't, you know, hacked up and cigarette burns and all that kind right. of shit. It was just like a, a pretty clean looking backup. Okay. So, um, I don't know if that's a BFI or a GFI, but it's just an idea. So that is something that did happen. And with that, my friend, you know what? Actually, before we do, so this is, I want this to be like a little bridge into into my two favorite words I get to say every week. Okay. I wanted to mention something really fast, mm -hmm. and that is last evening I watched Zappa. Oh, dude. Awesome. Yeah, what did you think of it? Finally. Oh, it was wonderful. It was so good. Wasn't it really uh, well done? Like It was a really well done documentary. Story. Yeah. The way that the narrative was structured, you know, I'm I'm already a big fan, so of course yeah. there are a lot of things in there that I knew, but certainly not in the way that it was told. Mm -hmm. uh, there were there were a lot of things. It just the, the sort of arc of his life of you know all he ever did was was in order to be the the composer that he wanted to be, like every decision he ever made. And so, man, I, I wrote some stuff down. I wish I had 
pulled it up, but I, I like the way that even towards the end of his life, when he'd already be, made really 62 records and done all <laughs> Dude, the this amount work and of all this shit did is insane to then take on Congress when it yeah. really had sort of no direct bearing on himself. Sure. Like there were, you know, they were talking about people like Prince or Bruce Springsteen that they were actually going after who were silent because they didn't want to impact their record sales. And Frank was like, well, I don't fucking care because I don't have record sales to begin with. And the people yeah. that do buy my stuff are going to buy it anyways, whether or not I'm up here. So he's like that because he believed in the cause and it, and he felt like it was the right thing to do. He still fought the fight. And I just, man, I, I don't know. That. Yeah. There were a few things, of course, I wish that they, they, they didn't even mention the word apostrophe, which I think is his, his most sort of like realized wow. album. Mm-hmm. They like, they didn't even, they, they sort of glossed over that whole thing. Um, which of course is going to happen because they had to spend so much time on the mothers and like his childhood and upbringing yeah. and all that kind of stuff. I so. thought the, I thought the mothers, it was, the whole thing was really cool. I thought like they were so, so different, man. They really were. Well, and there were really two sets of mothers, you know, there yeah. was like the first group and then right. the second version. And then wasn't he, it kind of fucked and, up how he fired them? He was just like, all right, we're done. And you're just like, sort of hired and like they're the, yeah <laughs> and that and that that's kind of how it always was but because it was this like band name to start off with mm-hmm. it felt different or something but yeah yeah totally that that did feel a little cold and you know the fact that they like a couple people mentioned that like they never until of course he was getting closer to death and everything that like they never even like saw him hug somebody or like yeah. one of his horn players was talking about how he always kept you himself know, distant yeah he only ever shook his hand once and said yeah. good job yeah yeah you know? yeah it was uh it was very i guess you'd call it a professional uh relationship with with his bandmates but right you know to the point where he was like their boss basically he was he was the boss he absolutely was but also they but then they every one of them were extraordinarily talented musicians in their own right and they played with him because they just wanted to be around him and his music it's like Mm -hmm. they are they were some of the best players in the world but because of who he was they were just like okay you can you can treat me like whatever i'll deal with that like that's fine when they were talking about music when he moved to like laurel canyon or whatever it was Mm -hmm. um and there were just people would go to there just to like be in the presence of him like i i guess i oh right yeah i guess i never yeah all the rock stars would go see him like they were influenced Mm -hmm. by him and i i guess i never knew that when i when i watched the movie of how influential he was to these really famous people you know right it's crazy oh yeah yeah or just like there's there's so much footage in 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 tape of oh that's that's the night that uh clapton came over and we recorded all night or there's there's the here's the show that we did with with john lennon and yoko ono or like you yep. know just like all the all yeah and he has records of all it hendrix all the people yeah. like beefheart all that shit mm-hmm. so yeah really incredible do you give it a highly, arbitrary highly rating Dude, I give it a full 10 out of 10 Frank's mustache slash nice. fucking <laughs> maybe the best soul patch I've ever seen combination. Uh, iconic. Because truly, it really is a, like his mustache, of course, is iconic, but it is not the same without you don't know what it is without the soul patch. Right. It has like one. Neither. Neither is, is the same without the other. Like I've so. seen people who have had the yeah. tattoo of like just the mustache and the soul patch and you know exactly what it is you from know. across the room. It's crazy. And you know that they're fucking weird, but also probably right. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, man. a lot to say about that one, but I just wanted awesome, to Awesome, dude. I'm glad you watched it. I fucking loved it. Yeah, great. good job. And and now, because of that, and because of this, I get to say my two favorite words that I say every single week, and those words are Dave's Docs. Awesome, man. 
Dude, no tambo today. No tambo. It's it's not within reach, so I didn't want mm. to uh, get up and get away from the mic. But didn't I didn't plan on didn't plan on the falsetto <laughs> beforehand. I, I think I'm gonna start bringing the tambo when it's just me and you chopping it up. I think I that's think gonna so. be fun. I don't want to uh, shock our guests or anything like that. Or you or you should. Or maybe because, we it, but it, now we've gotten to the point, man, where we're so fucking big time that our guests like they listen to the show beforehand, so they know what's coming. I love Isn't that. that man. Crazy. I love when someone's like, "Oh, I listen to a few episodes just to kind of know what you guys, you know, what you guys are all about." That's cool. Yeah. Um. Okay, so I got one. Uh, it can't be as good as Zappa, obviously, because uh, no. that really is one of the best docs I've seen uh, in a long time. But uh, I will say this. Lightning crashes and an old mother dies. Are we about to talk about live? Her placenta falls to the floor. Oh, no. I watched a live documentary, dude. Wow. Okay, well, here, here's the thing. Okay, so I found a new outlet for some Dave's docs, and, and people who are... Uh, my Dave's Doc rocker fans, you know, people who appreciate uh, this segment of the show might appreciate rock and roll true stories on YouTube. Uh, mm. There's a whole channel dedicated to they're like 10 to 15 minute little documentaries. They kind of just sum up. It's almost like a shortened version of behind the music even. Um, and I watched one about live because I was feeling pretty random and uh, I don't have a lot of time in my life right now. So I was kind of like, you know what? I'm going to crank through this and check it out. So I watched a documentary about the 90s grunge band i guess you'd call them uh yeah were they they were sort of like pop grunge alternative i guess so so what was actually interesting about them was they were so they came along when like nirvana was big and all that and uh grunge you know some of the kind of like more somber type of you know songwriting was out they they came up uh, their approach was more philosophical and a little more like uh fueled by love rather than like things like (laughs) darkness they're big hits about fucking uh miscarriage yeah well it's about it's about life and death see lightning Uh, crashes was about the the mother dies as the baby is born oh right circle of life right there so um it's just like the lion king just like the lion king so it's basically the same thing i i actually uh so i thought it was kind of interesting they had a they had a few cool things that uh they did uh they were they were abandoned like eighth grade so I thought that was interesting. Um, and then Did they, they were, say why the album's called Throwing Copper. They didn't talk about the like why they named it that. Um, I've always wondered what that means. But Maybe it, it's something about co- coins or something. Yeah, I don't know. I, I know they're from like Pennsylvania and that album. It was a concept album about being in like a. That's sp- a fucking concept album. Yeah, Get out of here. <laughs> Dude, it's live, bro. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, Okay, so Ed Ed Kowalczyk is the singer. I think that's Kowalczyk. Kowalczyk, thank you. Um, he was really into philosophy, you know. So I think that's where like a lot of the lyrics came from mm-hmm. and a lot of the influence to their songs. He actually wanted to be the guitar player, and they were like, "No, you have to be the singer." And he's like, "Okay." Um, so that's how he became the singer of the band because the other guys already knew each other. And um, yeah, I I actually didn't know this when the album came out, "Throwing Copper," which was it went like five times platinum. It took a year to actually gain any traction. And it came out uh, a week after Kurt Cobain's death, which I thought was really interesting. Um, huh. And it actually, uh, Lightning Crashes. So that's what did it, huh? Yeah, I don't, man, <laughs> I would have killed myself too. Um, oh boy. boy, they cut that part out. That's, <laughs> um, that's not going to make it. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's good when I know it's not going to make yeah. it. Mark, set a marker at 2716. Yeah, we're going to go ahead and uh, put a little highlighter there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I no, it actually is interesting. That song became popular, um, this is kind of, also kind of dark, but the Oklahoma uh, City bombing. Uh, Timothy McVeigh. Yeah, yeah sure. exactly. They, so a DJ played, he played like a newscast with that song in the background. 
And that is actually how that song originally got kind of radio. Lightning play. crashes? Yeah. With like Weird. that guitar gene. Because of the Oklahoma City bombing? Because of the Oklahoma City bombing, this radio DJ mixed in like, um, you know, police sirens and like news reports and like of all the Whoa. kind of drama that was going on with that music in the background. And that's kind of what blew that song up, which is, you know, probably the most famous song they've ever done. Probably one of the most famous yeah, what songs was their, of that. What was their other hit? They had one that goes, I alone love Yeah, you. I alone. Yeah, yes, I alone. That song kind of ripped. Um, I yeah. used to, I used to dig that song yeah. for sure. And then a couple they, more. They, they never had, they never had a third like minor single. I think they had like four or five bangers on that album. Yeah. I'd have to go back and listen to it to be honest. Um, and yeah. I kind of want to. I think, I'm pretty sure I owned that on CD at some point, and then, mm-hmm. event, and then eventually, I think we all did. You know, flipped it at Music Recyclery or some, some like mall <laughs> they, CD they, store. They gave you five five cents for it. Um, oh, and, and or I remember it, th- that was probably one of the records that they would actually turn down. They're just like, no, yeah, we have, like, like, we have way too many copies of it. <laughs> Great. That dude, that happened to me once. I went to one of those. Was it Music Around or Music Recyclery or something like that? Yeah, both of those. Yeah. Um, And I walked in with a bag of CDs, and they were like, "We don't want any of these. Like, we have all of these." And I was like, "Oh, okay." So I walked back out, like, in my hand. (laughs) I'll just go fuck myself. Yeah, yeah. It was like the saddest walk away ever. Like with this bag of CDs. I had. Wait, dude. So I gotta ask: Was there any sweet, uh, any any live gear spotting? No. <laughs> there was not a this is not a gear uh a gear focused uh thing. They didn't talk about Damn. gear at all. Yeah, I think a guy played a Les Paul or something, you know, probably. <laughs> probably. Um I will say this. I think, I think he did play a Les Paul. So so right. check this out. So in the 2000s when they kind of weren't as famous, um Ed went off to do his own thing and he called the band he called himself Live. And so people were like, "Oh, I'm going to see Live," but it wasn't with the other members. They ended up suing his ass. They were like, dude, you're just running around with our name and you're like making all this money off our name. So they actually sued him for rights. Um, But then they got back together in 2018 and they toured with Bush. So uh, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, Dude, you know who else toured with Bush? Our Lady Peace. Well, Veruca Salt. I saw him with Veruca Salt. I was going to say our buddy Dan Liu and the Kickback. Oh, that's right. The Kickback. Shout out to the Kickback, man. Shout out to Dan Liu if you uh, listen to podcasts. I don't think you do. He only listens when he's on the show, which has been like four or five times. But Yeah. Yeah, we uh, should have him yeah. on to talk more about like his his experiences with Bush. Like, was Gavin Rosdale cool? We're just going to do a specific... Oh, I've, I mean, I've already had that interview with him just not on microphone so sure. we can we could read because i wanted to know everything too yeah it seems like he was see, spoiler alert it seems like he was a nice guy nice that's what i like to hear man i hate and just when... just so fucking handsome god, oh god damn it i can't take my eyes off that guy. i had a big rosdale crush mm-hmm. man crush growing up i think up, i had a poster i think i had a poster of gavin rosdale in my locker in uh junior high that's that's something. a little weird right I don't. I mean, that's just what we did, I yeah. guess. But I, I get it because I, as, I, Amongst as, other I, rock as, stars. as a senior in high school, okay, I okay. went and saw him, and that was on the Golden State album. That wasn't even like one of their good albums. No. But my buddy and I were both sort of like still secret Bush fans, so we're like, we're just gonna go to the show at the Vic together uh, because we want to see some Gav, and uh, super glad I did. I've got a story for you. I went to see Let's Bush, and uh, you just reminded me of something. I went to see Bush, was and it, I was was it Bush Light. It was Bush Light. The Veruca Salt opened, which was awesome. They ripped. Dope. Yeah. And then Chicago's um, finest. I was at the, I think it was the Rosemont Horizon was what it was called back in the wow. day. Wow. And uh, I will say this. I had glasses because I can't see. For our, for our fans who mm-hmm. know the show really well, they will know that my eyesight is terrible. And mm-hmm. I, so I had to bring my glasses so I could see. The, the lens fell out of my glasses. So I what? had to watch the whole concert with one. And it, it went like down the chairs. Like it was gone. Oh, no. And I, so I had to watch the whole show with one lens through one eye 
So Davey through, eye patch. Through one eye, Davey eye patch over here. Uh, through through one eye, Bush looked pretty good. They looked pretty cool, and we were you, way you back. You, in the you didn't really have much of a sense of depth, but from from what you could <laughs> tell, it seemed pretty great. If somebody would have thrown a basketball at me, it would have hit me right in the face. Right in the face. Yeah. Bong. So, uh, going back to look, arbitrary rating. Um, yeah. I will do this. I'm going to do two ratings here. I want to give this specific documentary um, a two and a half out of five braided bald head tail whips. Because didn't he have mm. the bald head with the rat tail in the back or something? I don't know. That pretty horrible. sure. Pretty sure he did. Uh, so that's a two and a half from me on uh, the live documentary. But I want to shout out five out of five for Rock and Roll True Stories. Um, if you guys are out there and you just want a quick 15-minute little doc, kind of a wrap-up. The only thing I will say that is kind of annoying is the guy who narrates it has that like annoying YouTube narration voice. And I think mm. you know exactly what I'm talking about. That pretentious oh, kind of like, and then yeah. and they did this, and then this, and this, and it's it's kind of exhausting. Uh, but I I have one on deck for the Butthole Surfers next, so I will be watching nice. that. I may or may not talk about it next week, but uh, I'm just letting you know that's that's next in my queue. To learn about the Butthole Surfers, so uh, that's, that's going to be a good one. Shout man. out to Rock and Roll True Stories, man. Rock shout and Roll True Live. Stories, there you go. Live it up. All right, let's get into a little future gear. Not a lot today, but we've got a couple things to talk mm-hmm. about here. Uh, you know what, dude? I'm going to start little weird here so okay. i was before before we before we were getting on today yeah did a couple things and i've been playing this game lately that i've been like a couple times i've almost mentioned it on the show before but i'm like no i don't it's a we don't need to talk about video, video game? games but this game is so fucking good that i need to bring it up and let's do it it's called tetris effect okay so it's a tetris game okay Love and tetris. you know that's the thing first of all tetris is just the greatest and i can play it anytime I, 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 I was thinking about this, actually, and I'm pretty sure that Tetris has to be the game that I've spent the most time with throughout my whole life because oh, I still have my original Game Boy, mm-hmm. and that came with Tetris, and I played okay. the ass out of Tetris on my original Game Boy. So oh, yeah, it's like yeah. I think about that. I've been playing it my whole life. Tetris is dope mm-hmm. at its core. So we're building on a great foundation to start with. Now, yep. this version is called Tetris Effect Connected. So I'm playing it on Xbox One, but I guess you I, I'm pretty positive that it's like a PSVR, like you can play it in virtual reality. The okay. visuals are incredible, dude. Really? It's like imagine, imagine just like, you know. Actually, you know what? This reminds me of something. I'm glad I, I'm getting here because I think I made a note about this. But it's okay. like I feel like I'm at this part point in my life now where audio needs video to go with it to make a full impact like i can't imagine writing a song at this point in my life and like making a single or something or or any songs and like not creating some sort of visual element to go with that because everyone consumes shit on youtube and instagram and like how they released the easy sleazy video how you do a little easy sleaze (laughs) with mick jag and 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 the grolls uh but that's a really good point point, is that so the the visuals in this are incredible i've been thinking about this a lot lately so it's like and in fact, actually, in that Zappa documentary, mm-hmm. that was one of the things he talked about is that how it was It was 1981, actually, and it was like M- as MTV was sort of like yep. starting to really take everything over. And he's like, I can see that this is where like this is basically this is trash. Like it shouldn't be this way, but mm. the world is going in a way now where you need to have visuals with everything. Yeah. And so like that was something that he did. And then, you know, he got that claymation artist, that badass dude that he just like put on his payroll and all that sort of stuff. Anyways, I was thinking about that as I was playing this game because it's like you're playing Tetris. But there are just like this, these incredible visualizations happening and they're all different. It's not like it's just like the same, you know, you know, uh, iTunes visualization with like dots, like everything is very specifically crafted and created. But the most important part is the way that it interacts with the music. And this goes back to what 
you and I have talked about a few times recently over some, I guess, several episodes Mm -hmm. is this idea of sort of generative or like probability based music or reactive music where it's like you can sort of create some some uh, boundaries and then and then let the computer sort of do its thing within those boundaries. I love that. And this is kind of how the game plays because as you're moving, everything that you're doing, every time you move a piece, you spin the, a, a, a tetrimino. I'm not sure if you know that those, those I are did called. not know that. Is I called them tetriminos. blocks. Yep. <laughs> uh, they, uh, it, it, it changes and affects what the music is doing. And every level Whoa. is a different type of music. It's, it turns out it's this, I looked it up, it's this, uh, I believe he's a Japanese, Japanese artist uh, goes by the name Hydelic. The music is so good that you can, like, there, you can listen to the soundtrack on Spotify. Oh, cool. Like, the music is that good. But the point, the reason I mean, talking it's about reactive it is to when you turn the it's pieces. generative when you're playing the game. So it's like there's one level that it's called like, I don't know, it's called like downtown jazz or something like, mm-hmm. like, like that. And it's like there's like sort of car sounds and like sort of rain. But then every time you move a piece, it does this like little piano flourish. Wow. And then eventually it's like building and building. And then you're playing Tetris this whole time, too. So it's like if you're good, you know, the game is also responding to how you play. So, you know there are 10 levels of speed and intensity and it's like, okay, you get okay. to a certain point in the level. If you're doing well, it's going to ramp it up. And I'm, sure. you know, I've been playing Tetris for a long time. So I like the challenge and it, and it yeah, reacts to that. But if you're not that good and you're not playing that well, it's going to keep the, the speed slow and not like try to ramp it up and make it too hard for oh, you. Oh, interesting. Okay. So it's, it's it's a great game for anyone to play, whether you're a Tetris weirdo like me or not. And that's that's the other thing is it's it's a cool living room game where like the music is badass, the visuals are cool. So someone sitting there with you it's wouldn't not like, hate having it in front of them. It's not yeah. like guns or, blah, 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 or whatever. Right, right, right. In fact, I looked it up uh, the sort of uh, development of the game, and I guess the um, the head of the company when they were developing it was like, I want you to create Zen Tetris. So oh. it's like this, it's this sort of like full over sensory thing, but it's still just like the most badass Tetris game I've ever played. Speaking of ratings, it's going on my top 10 video games of all time list. Fuck I'm just yeah, putting dude. it there. I'm, like, I'm lo- gonna it, it's going it, to supplant awesome. the original Tetris for me. It's that That's good. amazing, man. Hell yeah. Because it know. also, it, you know, so they, they've done lots of different types of Tetris throughout the years where they add like weird like power ups and stuff. And that's all fine if that's what you want to play. But it's like, this is just like straight up unadulterated, awesome Tetris with like the most beautiful visuals and music that you can imagine. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, that's, dude. A, that's a great recommendation. Future man. Gear, I love Tetris that. Effect Connected. Sony better step it up, man. I, and, you know, let's nerd out for a second because um, I'm down with the vid, with the Vigi games. Always, Because um, the PS5 is like the thing right now, right? Like everyone's saying like this is badass. Is there a new Xbox coming out? Because I don't know. People like the Xbox. Well, they're both out. They both came out like okay. within weeks of each other. Got it. Uh, the Xbox Series X. Are you going to get that? It's called. I'm, I'm waiting a little bit right now the because... Well, the prices, I just, I have the Xbox One X, which is like the highest power of the previous gen. So it's like, there are improvements in the new console generation for sure, but not drastic enough where it's like, if I was still on the old Xbox One, I would, I would do it, I think. But there's nothing that's come out yet that's been like, oh, you need to have this yet. Right. Um, I'm also, the other thing, dude, I don't know if you've paid attention, but the PS5 is fucking enormous. It is literally too big to fit anywhere any Nuh-uh. arrangement in my in my entertainment center. No, really. Like it is too big for it. The Xbox One X is also kind of big, but it would yeah. fit. Uh, the the PS Five is like it's like a it's like bigger than like it's the like biggest a tower, George Foreman like a, grill, like a PC tower almost or something. Kind like of, but it's like this weird lumpy shape, and it's like Ugh. you can put it sideways. I don't know, dude. <laughs> it's it, it, but I I did I did the measurements, and it does not fit in my That's entertainment hilarious. center. So All right. yeah, we'll see there. 
The other issue is that if I, I do have a 4K TV, but the yeah. one of the things with the the new generation is that they support 4K up to 120 hertz. Okay. And almost no TVs, unless you bought it specifically for gaming, for that, right. can handle that. So it's almost like I'm going to need to buy a new TV to even get the highest uh, possibility out of like I, the, I don't want my TV to be a bottleneck for the console. So yeah, that's another thing is like you have to have 4K 120 hertz to get the full experience. Anyways, okay. Which yeah. So it's 4K like 4K 60 hertz. Yeah, not even you, you. It sounds like you need to buy a bigger house and then a, a new TV as well. So a bigger just... entertainment center at the very least. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, the other, th the other reason that I'm holding out is that there are rumors of a new Nintendo switch, more high, Ooh. high powered switch coming out. And I also have a switch and would very much love a, a high powered version of that. So Hell yeah, that's sort of where I'm thinking gaming stuff these days. I love on Gearbox when, when we go into the, the video game realm sometimes, you know, I feel like and there's I still a lot connected of connected it to Zappa. Yeah. I connected it to some Full generative circle, music, you know, I wanted to say something too. I, you, you just you reminded got? me, um, when you were talking about kind of going back a little bit about, uh, video with music and how important, like, you know, you said you almost think like it's almost hard to have one without the other now. Um, mm -hmm. Do you think that's almost like, because inherently like we kind of grew up in that MTV generation where like music videos were so important. And, and this also goes back because I, I know Droid Smith's going to be dropping a new video soon. Um, oh, yeah. We've got all sorts of videos coming. Yeah. Up. So like, I guess my point is, is we that, were born is that like into built, the MTV yeah, generation. It's like built yeah. into our in, into our blood almost. In I had never even considered that that wasn't. I mean, I knew that there weren't always music videos, and I knew that there was this dawn of MTV, but I never yeah. really considered it the way that Frank put it in that documentary. You know, basically saying that it's like they, they've they've decided that videos are there in order to sell the music, it's and changed. music is almost as sort of like yeah. ancillary feature of it. Agreed. Uh, yeah. So, but I, I think maybe I, I don't, I don't feel that way. And I don't know that necessarily everybody feels that way, but I, I do think that it's important as a vehicle for the music to have a visual component. I love for it. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Let's talk a little gear here. Ooh. Oh, this is the a new thing came out. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of excited a while ago. Kemper had announced, let me take a step back. The Kemper profiler either comes in an unpowered or powered version. I have the unpowered version, which okay. means I just go direct into my interface and use it that way. Right. You can also, you know, there are a lot of, you can send it into a bunch of different setups. Uh, I send it, you know, through my powered Neumann, like recording monitors. Well, there are these other solutions that have been out for a while where you could basically get what are more or less kind of like PA boxes where full, they're FRFR, full range, full response boxes mm -hmm. that have, they look sort of like a guitar cabinet, but it's instead of just being, designed to put out mids which i know you love love them it's going to do the full range so you can send the bass and the top end whatever more like monitors would do well okay kemper has announced that they their own powered cabinet so basically you can take their unpowered kemper profiler which mm -hmm. i have or any any sort of preamp that you desire and plug it into this and then now you have a powered guitar cabinet oh cool and i'm kind of thinking about getting one specifically <laughs> so that i can then just run my kemper directly into that at home free up my monitors when i'm playing guitar to do other yeah. things you know what i mean yeah it hasn't really been an issue in the past i don't think i need it but i do you think I'm at it, a point where i want it do you think it'll help it sound uh quote unquote more like a guitar cabinet like then it'll than, like, sound more like a would? guitar cabinet in the room for yeah, sure right because you'll get that thump but uh what you know i use kemper for direct anyways okay. which you know that's you're, you're talking about using model like uh, the like there's there's a modeled cabinet in the impulse response at that point you know what i mean it's not right. so i you won't be i will never be in a situation where i'll like mic a kemper cabinet so it is the purely be for my own sort of edification or if in the future i were to use the kemper live mm -hmm. what i would do is still run a direct signal out from the kemper to the front of house which would have been my plan anyways right and then also then have the 
the Kemper cabinet on the stage just like for my own volume so I can get some feedback or just like hearing myself so I don't have to be in inner inner monitors. Um, I'm, I'm looking at it and I will say this at, I'm sold because the, it's fucking cool looking. It's just it's awesome. super cool. looking. super cool looking. So shout out to Kemper, man. And they I think it, I can't remember. I'm pretty sure that they were selling just like special speakers that you could put into cabinets at one point. But now they're selling the whole cabinet, too. Okay. Either way, I I kind of want it. I think I'm going to get one. So that's just get that. it <laughs> uh, here. I wanted to talk about this just like uh, for a second here, uh-huh. because um, I've been thinking a lot about the types of guitars that I like to play, like what makes the Gibsons that I love in particular feel so good why mm-hmm. why do i like playing them or why do i think they sound good and one okay. of the things that i've landed on is the is the of course everybody knows the neck is probably the most important thing in terms yeah. of comfort but specifically the nut width and mm. so the the thing that i that i knew about my 335 when i got it is that it came from the era of gibson guitars when they were going down to a slightly narrower nut width these days 99 out of 100 guitars that you're going to get that are made by gibson are going to have a 1 and 11 16th inch nut width for years, starting in the, uh, I believe, I mean, here, here's where the internet starts to come into play and, and the lack of records. According to a lot of different things I've read, it, it sort of varied by guitar, but at least for 335s and all the hollow body stuff, they in 1965, they went to the one in 916ths, right. or sometimes those one in 1016ths, which is 5.8ths. Um, but the thing is, is, I've played a lot of guitars from that era, and they don't always feel as skinny as mine does. And that's the thing. The point is that I really like how skinny, the, the narrow, the sort of, the, I don't know why. Were the 50s ones, like, really thick or something? They're I hear one in 11 sixteenths. I hear two. So we're talking about, about we're talking about nut width. Okay. You're you're wide. talking about the, the depth of the thickness of Got the it. neck itself. Yeah, I'm talking about, like, how wide the fretboard gotcha. is. Okay. Uh, because that, to me, that has more of a direct impact on how the guitar feels while I'm playing mm-hmm. it, then actually even like a fucking, you know, Bodor full, you know, like you're talking about the thickness of a neck, like a 59 less Paul or whatever. Right. I think a narrow, like the nut width is going to have more of an impact on the feel than the actual mm-hmm. depth of the neck. Because I would have to do it. Like you're, you're, you don't palm the guitar while you're playing it. Like you, right. you kind of, you know, you're moving you, around you, on you it, move your thumb under there. So, um, that, that's, that's never really been that big of a deal to me, but I was, I, man, the reason I'm bringing it up is because there is a lot of information out there on the internet about this. And most of it is conflicting. Some things say that in 65, it went to it. Some say that in 68, some say that the Les Pauls, well, of course they weren't even making Les Pauls in 65, but once they started making Les Pauls again, uh, they, they, they never changed. There's a lot of different information. Also, there's a lot of people that actually go and measure these things. And it turns out that probably just because of the nature of doing most of this work by hand, like the things that were sold as quote unquote one in say 11 16th are often never exactly one in 11 16th. There's a lot of variation in between okay. and sometimes they get down to even like eight 16th, which is, you know, a half. That's, so yeah. <laughs> um, I guess the point is that you can't take, like I was, I was doing a lot of spec diving, just looking on the Gibson website, looking through everything. They're selling everything as one 11 16th right now, but I'm looking, I, I was trying to find to see if they actually sell any new guitars with a, the nine 16th that I like the narrower nut right. with. And think it looked like at some point they were selling the Larry Carlton signature, you know, Mr. 335 himself. I think his, because his, his original is the same era as mine, early seventies that it, he, his is or, an original one and nine sixteenth. I think that the signature, if you buy that from the custom shop now, I think that comes with the okay. narrow nut with, but like almost nothing else does except for maybe, you know what I think now I'm saying, that I think that there might be a one SG that they do that way, but either way, what it's really, the, it, um, what were like the firebirds well, and the explorers and stuff like that? Everything was eleven sixteenths. Okay. There were there were some Firebirds that went down to the nine sixteenths. In fact, I don't think they were even making Explorers 
and that they didn't start making them again until 76 so okay. yeah, yeah. They, that wouldn't have been one of them but the firebirds they were I, they were they were definitely narrower for sure wow they, that's yeah it's almost sort of like the the firebird neck has always kind of reminded me of like the jazz bass neck oh my god it's so that, like skinny. that skinny little it's little so thing. skinny dude it's it's but really it's strange to think about because i've got big hands and i'm yeah. a tall person but right. like i playing through all my guitars I, I i was like oh my god this light bulb moment is like i just i i really it just works there's something about it that just really works for my fingers wow. and now it's like shit oh my thankfully i i have some guitars that are already like that but it's like now i kind of just want all of my guitars to like <laughs> just uh you know a, a minor modification i'm sure could uh just yeah just shave that. it off sides <laughs> of the fucking deck uh it's just it's it's funny too because i feel like some people would, a lot of people would probably pick up that guitar and be like, oh, why is this neck so skinny? You know, like yeah. it would be, it would be like a problem, but it's actually the thing that I now find myself seeking. Yeah. I mean, seeking. one would assume uh, a man of your stature would, would like something with, you know, just like bigger and heavier, wider and neck, but yeah. I don't like, and that's the other thing I found too. And that I did know about myself is that in that same era, they went to a slightly flatter fretboard radius. I think it was like 10 inch or something like that. Okay. Um, and, and I, and I know that I don't like around shorter radius i do like the long flat radius so that is something that i know about myself already that's awesome. either way it's just like yeah it's funny to find like that and then also now i find myself being that sort of like there are these i remember even back in cme days there would be people that would call in and they'd have like very specific things right. that if if it wasn't this they are not interested and i'm like man am i now that guy that's gonna be like if will you get out the calipers and tell me the uh, fucking nut with yeah it's uh those minute details um I, some people, they, well, it's like people with weight too, right? Like, uh, I know there's guys who are like, oh, I won't play guitar if it's over nine pounds or something. You know, they just right. refuse. Oh, like guitar is this, is this super trend right now. Dude, what was I reading? I was just reading this article. Oh, you know what it was? Reverb has a really good article right now out about the dawn of uh, Charvel and Jackson. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, that's really cool. And so I read it. It's a good, it's a long article, but they were talking, a lot of, a lot of anecdotes in there, but you reminded me of, there was, they're talking about Leslie West actually being in there, like coming in. Cause everybody was coming in. Billy Gibbons, they were just like the hot right. shit at that era, you know, and nobody else was doing it yet. And they were talking about Leslie West coming in there and he's hot talking about how he just needed to have the heaviest guitar possible all he wanted was a heavy guitar so they were digging <laughs> through these like giant bins of woods and Le here's wow. leslie west this like famous dude just like covered in sawdust looking for the heaviest piece of wood That's they had funny man i was struck by, for two reasons one because you know the dude obviously cared and, and like wanted to be part of the build but also to your point it was the opposite thought like people thought heavy wood was better than and so they thought sure. that, that was heavy tone and the now tone it's like from, the, right? the light wood but because it, i don't think people ever make that the light wood sounds better i think they make the argument that it's just easier to play because it doesn't hurt your back and shoulder yeah i mean well people will argue you know yeah like the heavier instrument has like a fuller tone i guess you could call it or something i don't know um but yeah something that's really lightweight i think it's a feel thing too right like uh if something's really light it almost feels cheap you know yeah right i know um, exactly what you mean yeah and my, even if it's, mean, a it's weird guitar, i i definitely don't like super heavy guitars in general but i mean you know you've played my last paul that's a yeah. fucking heavy guitar and that, that is my i've played a lot of Les pauls and i'll still put that one up against any Les paul out there is sounding fucking rad so who knows and i, was, and it, I don't think it is it, it, you can't say light is good or light is bad or yeah. whatever it really does come down to the instrument absolutely um and i was gonna say because i you know i know you're really into the 335 that's definitely probably mm -hmm. your number one right now um it's it's one that and the Les paul are tied it's, yeah i you, go back and forth okay so you're still playing the, the, the lp i still play the lp it's it's really i mean part of it is that i got such a nice fucking dope mono case for that 335 that it's oh, just yeah. such a delight to carry back and forth <laughs> to the studio that i just like that also because it has really good 
I have that like guitar tick thing on there and it already yep. has a nice big pocket. So it's just very it's convenient. I, I mean, I carry my computer in it. Like it, it takes everything yeah. back and forth. So that's great. if I had, if I had a, a, a nice mono fitted for the Les Paul, cause I just, just have, have like a shitty, I've, I've got a hard case. And then I've also got just like a shitty regular old gig bag. Right. Um, if I had, I think if I had the a mono for that, I would play the Les Paul a lot more. No doubt. Mm hmm. Sweet man, well, you know, as long as we're talking about Lester's here, I wanted to one one more thing I want to talk about with you today is that something I was kind of thinking about, and it's, it's been coming up a lot lately. Yeah, and I kind of want to just vibe on it a little bit with you and get your thoughts. So we've been talking about P nineties lately. Sure, and I'd love to chime in. you know, I just I just want to hear like when you think that actually this came out of a thread that I saw on the My Les Paul forum. When you think about P nineties, like what guitar comes to your mind? I think of a uh, like a three thirty five or one thirty five. Okay, so well, like a three thirty then typically would have the the P nineties. Okay, yeah, interesting. So th but that okay. body style for sure. Yeah, so like the um, like the the Mickey Mouse ears, the whole thing. Okay, mm -hmm. yeah. Wow, what what? Why do you think that is? Well, is Char it Charlie has Charlie's that got a one thirty five, and uh, we recorded with it. And those yeah. P ninety, I mean, it's just they're loud. It's like, and dude, those are P one. Those are P one hundreds. Is that, that what it is? Okay, yeah. Yeah. Those are humbuckers. So I don't know if this is even uh, relevant to the no, conversation. No, no, that's then. that's totally fair. You know, it, it's actually really funny you say that because, you know, I, that that wouldn't be my answer, and, and my SG wouldn't be my answer either. Ooh. Because which is funny because that's the guitar that I own that has P90s in it. But I was actually kind of thinking about that, and while it does have the original Gibson. Uh, p90 in the neck i have a a stacked hum, humbucking p90 in the bridge of that guitar and i have for years huh so oh, shit. it's like i don't i don't even have a guitar with just like a straight up p90 in the bridge because that, that was my that was like my gigging guitar and touring guitar for a yeah. while and man i don't know if you've ever played out with p90s especially on the road but like mm -mm. i was getting horrible humming sound like to so, the point that like I, I like i didn't know what to do about it uh, so I, once I put that pickup in, it just totally, it totally changed it. And it might maybe never sounded quite as cool as the original P90, but yeah. because it didn't have all the fucking noise anymore, I was like, okay, like don't care. The other thing I will think of, uh, which I probably should have said this first, cause this actually is the quintessential is the, uh, Les Paul Jr. I think of that's what I was going to say to me, yeah. man, I with like the bridge, I, just the single the, cut one with the. The, the, the junior, right. Especially the, junior, the yep. two single, the two P90s. Yep. I, I picture a junior. Like a fifty-six. I, I picture a double cut, but honestly, what I want is a single cut. Yeah. But I picture, I picture a double cut, like fucking Johnny Thunders, or I <laughs> might have played specials, um, or you know, just any of that era, or like Joan Jett mm -hmm. with her with her junior. I no frills. She played. Just I think simple. she played a special too. Now that I think yeah. about it. Um, but man, I just like it's it's you you know, there's single coils, there's humbuckers. They do a lot of different things, but I feel like yeah, P90. Like first of all, I could picture. Humbuckers on both Fenders and Gibsons pretty easily. I cannot picture P90s on Fenders and Gibson pretty no. easily. Unless I think about like very specific Fender thin line tellies or something like that that have them. Like, I'm yeah, I was just don't trying to think actually what Fender it's, even it's, has. I mean, besides those weird like the, parallel the, universe ones they've made and stuff like the that. The parallel universe, the closest that Fender really has is the Jazzmaster yeah. in terms of looks, Which but the pickup construction is completely different. Right? different. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's 100%. It's You've totally explained different. that to me before. It's, yeah. it's actually a bigger single coil. Is that what it's it is? It's a wider, flatter thing right, than the right. than the p90 slug so it's they while they might look the same they're actually a totally different size yeah. and, and construction um so it's 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 a very uniquely gibson thing and it is kind of a it, it is the ultimate in-betweener isn't it it's kind of like it's kind of got some of the honk and angriness of like a humbucker but it still has like the noise and spanks of some of the single coil thing yeah. but it still doesn't really sound like either one of those 
types was, of pickups. So was the hum, was that, is that an issue with all P90s or was that your guitar specifically? Man, you know, it's definitely an issue. I mean, it's, it's inherent to any single coil guitar. Mm-hmm. I think it was probably more so the fact that I was young and had probably like a not very well wired up p- pedal board going into a cranked twin. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. On stages with like where we were plugging into the You're same outlets as lights and stuff. Yeah, that was twins, more Twins twin. hum kind of inherently themselves, don't they, in a way? Uh, if you crank it, of course. Yeah. But it, it was a, I mean, that was actually a really good amp. I kind of miss that sometimes. But uh, I think, you know, in hindsight, there were things I could have done probably to work around it. But the fact is, we, I just, you know, I needed to to make it not hum uh, because it, it, like I couldn't play that pickup. Like it was just so bad. I like I couldn't even do it, you know, yeah. like the, at least w- when I would go in the middle position, I could sort of like get the out of phase thing a little bit. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It was it was a bummer. But the point is that actually I kind of I'm back on the like really wanting a, a junior train. Oh man, I, I feel like the junior, and I mean it's you have cool it's, it's 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 such a, it's an ultimate space guitar too, just to like just leave, leave at the there. space. Yeah, which I have my old, you know, I've got my first real sort of electric, real, real I was going to say real electric, but sort of real electric, my Epiphone Les Paul Special Two. Yeah, like I did, I did do that, and like cut that say, down. Man, but it's, yeah, I forgot. I tried that, that man. It's just like it's a good guitar, <laughs> it but it's not as cool right as having like any of my real guitars there, and it's yeah. a bolt on, you know. So it's like you know how I feel about Hank Hanger, Hank's hangers, Hank's hangers, bolties are out. <laughs> and unless it's a telly you know well or a, yeah or a, or a p-base a fender, or something yeah but, exactly right uh no not not a, not on my gibbies that's not that's you, not man. for me you've 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 changed my opinions of that now because that's like the first thing i look for now like um, you know it's the market speaking of, of those lawsuits guitar, and dude. stuff yeah yeah it's, it's uh when you find a nice you know neck through is it a neck through construction on les paul or it's is gonna it be a set, a set neck. neck okay yeah that's right gotcha yeah neck through is typically where it's like from the tip of the headstock all the way down the one piece, usually right. to like the base of below where you put your like you know your uh strap pin down at the bottom right. of the guitar that's going to be one solid piece of timber and then you'd like wedge some wings on either side yep set neck is like a, a one neck one body and then usually like a dovetail or some sort of joint <laughs> slick that in there but with some glue and shit. No, you've, the, you've yeah, changed my opinion, man. The bolt-on, the bolt-on Les yeah. Paul style just doesn't ever, doesn't do it for that, you. And you've changed my way. Cheap. I'm like, oh, now I have to look like at the back of the neck every single. Oh, time. can you flip that around for me real yep. quick? Why? Yep. No, no oh, reason. Not interested. Just, just real I'm quick. <laughs> Bye. Did Gibson? I mean, yeah, they made a they made a few bolt-ons. I was thinking the the Sonex was it the Gibson Sonex was that? There's the the Sonex or Sonex. Yeah. Um, Paul had a couple of those. Or my buddy Paul. They've done like the L. No, L6 is set neck. Um, yeah, no, they've they've definitely done some bolts throughout the years they i mean gibson even they even tried doing like the super strat thing at like just like fender tried doing the Les paul at some point i mean they've all kind of done stupid shit throughout the years but to me that gibson style just gotta have that set neck Dude, that's just part of the thing would you consider like i mean because like let's be honest you know a 56 you know single cut lp junior is going to be way out of the price range you know way, way 10 hours. grand now or something like that for one of those would you, I, would, gonna, did you, you know see what like the reissue do. one they did that's like um I did. It's cool. It's cool. They're, it's like and they're affordable. Or they're bucks affordable. Or I, you know me though. I I would be you much more likely deal. to find like a, you know, two thousand dollar fucking beat up husk mm-hmm. that I could then do something yeah, to. Yeah, that's myself. the ultimate. Would that's you pr- go? I would rather do that. Would you go with the the double cut? Because I I feel like the double cut's just ugly. I can't look at that. Thing. It, it <sighs> I messes don't, with my brain. I don't hate the double cut. I I would I would get a I would get a TV yellow double cut. That would be fucking oh, that'd dope. Be cool. Yeah. But no, I I want to I want a sunburst. Uh, Hell you know yeah. that real dark vintage sunburst single cut fifty six yeah, era. Uh, but the probably a little bit. I I mm, the thing is I do I don't like the I've played a lot of them and they do tend to have a bit of a, a 
bowling ball or a bowling ball. They do tend to have a bit of a baseball bat neck at that yeah. era, which isn't always my favorite thing. But, yeah. uh, you know, I, for, for something like that. Oh, man. I mean, I feel like you just that's a, it's it's such a workhorse kind of a what do you call that? Just like a one trick pony type of guitar yeah, in a way. It really like, is. You just crank the amp. You don't even need pedals. It just it just it just blasts, you know. Awesome. Yeah, you got a volume knob, bro. What do you that's need a pedal need. for? <laughs> Dude, can you realize do you realize we've already been going for over an hour? No way, really? Yeah, I know. Oh, I love it, man. This has been a, a it's it's been a Gibson a heavy one. episode. I feel like our Gibson fans are really Do you got any do you got any fender that you want to sprinkle in before we bail? Uh, let's see. Oh, I will say this. Uh, went to the space to record guitars the other night and Charlie's Vox crapped out. Uh, I think a no, fuse, what happened? It just, it just, it, I turned it on to warm up the tubes, you know, before he showed up to yeah. kind of get it hot and everything. And, uh, he came in and he's like, Oh, this is, has this been on? And I'm like, Oh, I turned it on. It should be. And he's like, the lights off. So I th- I'm hoping it's just a fuse issue. Uh, we yeah. bought some fuses. Bummer. I will say this though, sprinkling and fender. We have that twin at the space. Uh, it's a 90s mm-hmm. reissue. It's Jay's uh, Fender yeah. Twin, the Blackface reissue. Um, fuck, man. We turned that thing on, and it sounds great. I mean, it hums, so it's got that. You know, and that's why I brought up hums earlier uh, with your twin. I asked if uh, those kind of hum inherently. Um, Is there, does that have a polarity switch on the back? I don't know. I should look. I'm sure it you does. You should check that. Yeah, yeah. Because a uh, ground lift might take care yeah. of and some it's of not, that. It's not bad. Like we could Here's the other issue. It uh be, check which uh, did you just leave it plugged in where it was or did you bring it over to where charlie's amp was no uh no it's uh charlie's amp's on top of it so it's just been sitting in the same so it's plugged into this it's in this it's in the same oh power outlet. strip try try, you know try plugging into a different power strip yeah we plugged it into a um the power strip it wasn't plugged in it hasn't just been sitting there plugged in um yeah. so we plugged it into the power strip that it's not sharing anything else i think maybe charlie's pedal board you might want to put it in the same power supply like on yeah. the same and the same outlet Oh, okay. Yeah. No, it is. It is. Okay, then try a different one. Either way, yeah, flip yeah. whatever you're doing, and that will like almost definitely kill Also, them. I mean, you know the space. It's like, <laughs> there's probably so much bad electricity running through that fucking God. place, like like yeah, they've ever I, given everywhere. a shit. We can't even right. get the, the the thermostat right, so, you know, it's... Uh, <laughs> You gotta, you gotta, to- you gotta, you gotta, you gotta pillow to throw in there I at just, least. We, I actually thought about buying, um, we measured it's eight inches in diameter. I think we're going to get an actual round, you know, opening, closable kind of adjustable, uh, to vent. actually just like and I'm, close it. Yeah. I look, I'm like, I can get one for like 20 bucks or something. So I'm just going to throw that on there. So I'm going to be doing some HVAC work coming up here at the space, Dope, but I, I was curious about the Vox, what you thought of that. Cause it was like, you turned it on. Well, I'm the thing is like, a fuse issue. but it could be a power to a fuse issue, a fuse, a fuse. A fuse is a protection for other things. So a right. fuse blowing means that there's an issue somewhere else, and right? It's, it's so not was, like that. It's just like the fuse is wrong. It's like there's yep. something with the power tube. I think it's or a power something. tube. Yeah, that's so. which that happens. Power tubes go, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And, so. and I will say that thing hasn't been worked on in a long time. That's a super reliable amp. Um, I think yeah. I talked about it last week. It's just a you fucking did. awesome. It's fucking a great amp. Amp, you know. Um, so and I, I'll take this time to remind you and all listeners: uh, very bad idea to replace just one power amp tube yep. because they are are biased differently. Right. So you'll definitely want get to set. get yourself a match and set of EL eighty fours for that bad boy. Hell yeah, dude! Would would it be worth experimenting with anything else, or do you think we should just replace what the the EL eighty four? Well, those those are gonna. Uh, I mean, I guess no. You'll probably need some sort of like adapter to pretty much use anything other than an EL eighty four. It's a very specific pinout. Got it. I mean, six L six is the American equivalent. Right. But it's you know I know people shit, go so. back and forth with the six L six versus it's, the ELA it's just like how a six L uh, or just like how a six L six or I'm sorry I was I meant to say six V six six L six is the American EL thirty four six V six is the American EL eighty four it's they're just like the same fucking thing gotcha okay yeah cool 
There's all um, sorts of different stuff. Well, they all basically sound the same. I'll, we, we bought some $5 fuses, but I'm going to ring Charlie up and be like, be prepared to buy a new set of tubes for this thing. Well, you try the fuse, see if it happens. Yeah. But again, the fuse is just, that's that's a symptom of something Yeah, larger. I actually read about that, and that's what a lot of people said. That specific model, it's the Korg era model. Yeah. Um, they were saying it's popular that those power tubes, you know, when they go out, they usually blow the fuse with it. So There you go. Yep, so nailed it. All right, it. buddy. Great app. Uh, And hey, folks, you made it this far. Uh, Now's the time to say, go make some music.